And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, the Saskatchewan dairy industry discusses this week's trade talks that resume tomorrow with the U.S. But first, a new change. We bring in the farm weather at the start of Agri-News. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland. Working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina. Specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan, Call Harry Shepard at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today. Clearing late this afternoon, wind northwest 30, gusting to 50. The high today, 16 degrees. The low, plus 1, with a risk of frost. Tomorrow, mainly sunny with a high of 21, the low, plus 5. Thursday, increasing cloudiness, the high 25. 30% chance of showers on Thursday with a low of 10. Friday, partly cloudy, the high 27, the low 10. Saturday, partly cloudy, 30% chance of showers, the high 25, the low 11. Sunday, partly cloudy, the high 21, the low 6. Monday, partly cloudy, the high near 18. The normal high for this time of year is 20, the normal low is 6 degrees. The sun rose at 6.17, this morning it sets at 7.38 tonight. And around the province... We have Estevan at the hotspot in this province at 16, Saskatoon 12, Swift Current 9, Weyburn 14, Yorkton is 12. In Regina, with cloudy skies, it's 11, that's 52 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the northwest, 32, gusting to 46, humidity 65%, barometer rising 102.6. Cloudy in Moose Jaw, 11, winds are from the northwest at 21. Once again, Regina, cloudy and 11, that's 52 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Agri-News brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers Ag Division. Choose McDougal Auctioneers for guaranteed results online at mcdougalauction.com. Agri-News is also brought to you by South Country Equipment, your one stop for great service and a selection of agricultural precision ag and lawn and garden products. Saskatchewan's dairy industry is hoping a new trade deal can be signed with the U.S. without selling out supply management. The talks resume tomorrow in Washington with Canadian dairy tariffs under attack from U.S. President Donald Trump. Sask Milk Policy Manager Joy Smith is hoping for a successful trade deal. We're all watching, obviously, and, and hoping to see a resolution come out of it. I mean, um, <laughs> we're not just dairy farmers, we're also Canadians, and so we, we understand the importance of the trade deal, and so uh, we'd like to see a successful resolution come out to to renegotiating NAFTA, but one that... Uh, doesn't sell all of our Canadian dairy farmers down the river. Yeah, the dairy industry has been under attack, especially by President Donald Trump. Do you expect Canadian negotiators to retain supply management? Uh, I do, and and there were even comments that were made by the U.S. Secretary of Agriculture, Sonny Perdue, who said that they were not uh, out to try to get supply management abolished. It's a domestic policy. It's not an international policy, and so really that's not their sort of interest to, to do that. What they want is uh, concessions in other areas such as access and the ingredients class and things of that nature. So uh, those, those are the things that I understand that are, that are really under discussion. And, um, you know, the Canadian government is committed to, to protecting Canadian dairy and the 220,000 plus jobs that, that come out of it. And so we're, we're taking them at their word. What concessions, if any, do you expect from the Canadian negotiators? You know, I'd really hate to speculate on something like that because when things are going on at the negotiating table, there's just a lot of really complex issues that go along with that. And so I, I don't want to speculate. I, I do understand that they're under a lot of pressure on dairy, or at least there's a lot of pressure on dairy 
according to President Trump. And so he seems very fixated on dairy, even though it's such a small part of the U.S.-Canada trade relationship. And the U.S. has such a strong trade surplus with Canada. It's really, it's it's actually been a little bit baffling as to why this has become such a talking point for him. Um, we already give a significant percentage of access to our market in Canada. And dairy, we, we give 10% access. The U.S. only allows 3% access to their market. So really, they're, they're actually more protectionist than Canada is in dairy. And again, they enjoy a five-to-one trade surplus with us. So, you know, we're we're really we we don't really see a cause to have a lot of give here. But Canada did give some concessions with the European trade deal and in the Trans-Pacific Partnership, which the U.S. walked away from. Well, exactly, and and the thing with the CPTPP, the, the Trans-Pacific Trade Deal, is that for the most part, those concessions were given because it was the U.S. pressuring for for that additional access. Uh, the U.S. had that access. They walked away from it. And now they're coming back and saying that they want more access on top of the access that they already asked for in a previous agreement that they walked away from. So it's it's maybe, you know, you could see it as not entirely reasonable. And that additional access was given. And again, you know, we we as Canada, we're, we're very good in terms of dairy and giving access, especially compared to the U.S. When do you expect or hope to see a new deal actually hammered out? Oh, boy. You know, I'm reading the same things that you are, and and it's really difficult to say what we're going to come down to for for timelines. You know, Canada is sending all of their top people down there, and we have a great... We have great negotiators that have been doing this across successive governments for many years, and they know what they're doing. And so I think that they're just they're going to take as long as it takes to come to an agreement. Um, again, we hope to see something soon, just like everyone else. Uncertainty isn't great for anyone. So hopefully we, we see something happen in the very near future. And I'll let you know our thoughts on it when it does. <laughs> Joy Smith is the policy manager for Sask Milk. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market and the Remax Blue Chip Realty Ag Team of Marcel de Corby and Graham Toth online at landforsalesask.ca. The president of Viterra remains hopeful the railways are ready to deal with the busy period of fall movement of prairie grain to port. Kyle Jaworski of Regina is expecting crop production to be close to average this year, despite some issues with a lack of moisture. Well, grain movement, we are just uh, starting harvest in a lot of areas, and uh, we've come, typically the summer is a slower period for uh, grain demand uh, in Western Canada. Uh, we've talked with both of our uh, Class 1 railways with uh, CN and CP. Uh, both seem uh, very prepared for this year's harvest. Um, we look to have uh, a good size crop in uh, most areas. We've got some, some supply challenges in some pockets, but overall we expect near an average crop. And I think the railways, uh, with bringing on some new fleet, uh, bringing in some new locomotives, uh, they look to be well prepared uh, as we move into uh, the fall period, which is our busiest period of the year. Jaworski says combining is most advanced across the southern prairies. In the southern areas where it tended to be some of the drier pockets, uh, as we continue to progress through harvest, we're seeing uh, better yields. Uh, quality overall is looking good. Um, but overall, uh, when, you, when you take all of Western Canada, uh, we look to have about an average crop. Uh, so um, I think uh, average crop for, for quantity and we think above average for quality. Kyle Jaworski is the president and CEO of Viterra, he spoke to reporters as Viterra renewed its support of the STARS Air Ambulance Program.
Viterra sponsors the annual fundraising STARS calendar, covering the full printing costs of more than 70,000 calendars sold across Western Canada each year. The calendars are available to purchase at most Viterra facilities in Western Canada. Controlling clubroot was the focus of a recent international conference in Edmonton. Researchers shared information on the pathogen that affects canola, as well as other similar crops like cabbage, cauliflower and broccoli. Barb Ziesman is the Provincial Disease Specialist with the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. She says there was a common agreement among researchers that crop rotation needs to be a main component of a clubroot management plan. Among the many presentations, there were some on clubroot location in a field and different methods of treatment. So often when we find clubroot in a field for the first time, it's isolated to a patch. So researchers are looking at things like liming to raise pH, as well as things like solarization or fumigation to reduce the viability of clubroot in those areas. Ziesman says clubroot does not spread quickly in a field. Not typically, especially in situations where producers are using direct till or minimum disturbance. For the pathogen to move, it has to move in the soil. So often, especially in min-till or low-disturbance situations, it's going to stay um, with the highest severity in a patch for a period of time. Ziesman says crop rotations are important. The minimum rotation that should be used is a one-in-three rotation. Um, longer rotations are recommended in a lot of different countries, and there's a lot of value in extending that rotation further. But once the pathogen is present, canola should not be grown any shorter than a one-in-three. Ziesman remains optimistic farmers will change their rotations to avoid club root. I am hopeful. Um, the real benefit in extending those rotations when we're dealing with something like club root is to the producer. So once a pathogen is present, once you start running canola in those short rotations, even if you're using resistant varieties, you're running the risk of, first of all, breaking down that resistance so it's no longer effective. And the other risk is you're going to increase that pathogen level. So the higher the pathogen level, the bigger the galls on the roots, and the bigger the yield impact. So what crop rotation is going to be doing is going to be keeping that pathogen level low. It's going to reduce that selection pressure on your resistant varieties, and it's going to reduce the yield impact on club root. So the benefit is really to the producers. And so we are hoping that we see um, more producers taking this proactive approach. Ziesman advises farmers to check their fields. Yeah, I think the important thing is just to remind producers to actually be out looking in their fields as well and seeing what's going on, because the earlier we find clever, the easier it is going to be to manage. Barb Ziesman is the Provincial Disease Specialist with the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. The ministry is currently conducting club root tests on 1,800 randomly selected canola fields to gain a better indication on the distribution of the disease in Saskatchewan. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall is Wealth. Call 1-800-284-9999 for more information or to book a free consultation with the office of Scott Bjornson Hall as Wealth. Scotia Capital Inc. is a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. Market update also brought to you by Flamin Sales in Saskatoon, Southie, Prince Albert, Yorkton and Swan River. Visit Flamin.com. Grain prices at Viterra were mixed in early trading today. Canola fell 370 at 448.22. Oats rose 338 at 157.36. Feed wheat fell $15.20 at 160.24. Number one red spring wheat went down 714 at 243.01. The rest were unchanged. Durham 248.02. Feed barley 187.63. Flax $479. Yellow peas 221.54. 
On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, December wheat is down nine and a quarter cents at 5.89 and a half a bushel. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia 642-4180 or Weyburn 842-4574. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of September 4th. Weyburn didn't have a regular sale last week. It was Assiniboia's turn. D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.82 cents to $0.92. Cents. D3 cows sold from $0.72 cents to $0.81. Cents. Counter cows sold from $0.40 cents to $0.65, cents. and good butcher bulls sold from $1.10 to $1.23. There weren't enough feeders and any one weight break to establish an accurate price quotation, but what they did have sold well. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets the cattle and the prices too. And now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 5,700 hogs Friday, selling a range of 87 to 116 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 7,500 head, selling a range of 87 to 117 per CKG. 100 index hog prices for the week ending Friday, August 31st are Maple Leaf Sig 5 102.45, Ham's Cash 100.95, Thunder Creek Brickle 108.89, and High Life $115.70 per CKG. Ham's Cash hog price today is steady, and four contract prices opened higher this morning. On Friday, the Canadian dollar was down 44 basis points, with the daily exchange rate at 1.3055. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 75.85 cents U.S. U.S. cash markets are expected to start this holiday-reduced production week, with steady to lower prices compared to Friday's market. The pork carcass cutout finished last week at its highest level in more than two weeks, with gains seen in all but one of the primal cuts over the last week. This is having a positive effect on Canadian cash prices as there is a growing number of hogs that are being priced on the pork carcass cutout, which is significantly higher than current negotiator formula prices. Forward contract prices for the October to February timeframe currently represent the best pricing opportunity seen since early July, in part due to a sharp decline in the Canadian dollar. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, and if you missed the farm weather forecast, now at the start of Agri-News, the outlook today is clearing late this afternoon. Wind northwest 30, gusting to 50, the high 16, the low plus 1 with risk of frost. Tomorrow mainly sunny, the high 21, the low 5. In Regina, cloudy and 11, that's 52 Fahrenheit. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.